Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for Takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. Welcome, everybody, to the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. It's your host here, Heidi Fang, and we are brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today. Joining me right now from Tape Don't Lie, we have Marcus Johnson coming on the show. He goes in depth. He's been here at Raiders training camp. He breaks down the film. Marcus, it's a pleasure to have you on today. Thank you. Thank you for having me in. I appreciate it. I love having you on because like whenever we have these discussions on Raider Nation Radio, which you've also been a guest of when I'm on, it's like, I, I feel like there's just not enough time <laughs> to break down everything that I really want to ask you. So I always love getting you back on here. Um, when I was talking with you earlier this week, we had been discussing a lot of things from the offensive line to what could happen with the secondary. And now we see roster cuts have taken place as of Tuesday. When you heard the name Demarcus Robinson was no longer going to be a Raider. What was your initial reaction to that? Uh, I thought that was interesting, you know, because there's still players like Isaiah Zuber still around. I mean, those guys were cut. Um, you know, I know Jordan Vesey was cut the week before, but just to see him get cut first was a little interesting. I thought he would maybe, you know, have a chance to make this team, but I guess they saw no way of, you know, him being a part of this offense and probably the price tag that he had that they probably just ended up letting him go. And then um, – just, just just to see like you know a Tyron Johnson that's something good for him now he has a bigger chance DJ Turner those guys have a bigger chance to make this football team with a guy like Demarcus Robinson gone because you felt like that was a spot for him and since since it's, it really isn't and he's not part of the picture anymore it really opens it up for those other guys and uh, you know I, I think you know Tyron Johnson was getting a lot of run in front of him anyways so I really feel like he's going to make this team and probably be the fifth wide receiver, but we'll see if what they what they like if they want somebody behind Hunter Renfro, and then they might go DJ Turner. But it opens it up for both those guys, in my opinion. Yeah, and what are the chances you think they keep six? Is that pushing the envelope? No, not, not at all. I mean, it's just <laughs> that's, uh, yes, it's normal NFL. I guess some teams keep five, some teams keep six. Mm-hmm. It, 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 that will kind of tell us how much you know they expect everything to get distributed, in my opinion. If they go with six, if they go with five, they're probably not expecting to, you know, probably have some more tight end sets or something like that. Kind of let us know what they want to do, but it'll be, it'll be an uh, option. It wouldn't be surprise me if they kept six. Keeping six might make sense, especially because, you know, Hunter Renfro is at the slot position in McDaniel's offense is really like specialized. So you want somebody who could back him up. And, you know, they're going to move Devontae Adams around, but like DJ Turner might be somebody they feel like might be able to back him up in that situation. So we'll see. Yeah, we heard uh, today that there were some uh, players that returned from being out, which I think was a very welcome thing to see when you have Darren Waller, Trayvon Mullen, uh, both defensive tackles, Jonathan Hankins, and um, as well as Bilal Nichols. And then you you get all these guys back that are kind of key pieces to the team. Uh, When they come in at this point and you heard yesterday, Vernon Butler was off of the team. I mean, was that kind of an indication to you that everything was going to be okay at defensive tackle? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, a little bit. I mean, uh, I mean, if you watch BD's breakdown, he, he was uh, very impressed with Vernon Butler, and he was getting moved a lot. He, was, he just wasn't something. He just he maybe just not have it anymore. I mean, he might just be done in the NFL. Might not be work out for him. So at this point, so 
And then knowing the other guys are coming back, they probably that's probably they probably felt more comfortable letting him go. And then they get be able to get uh, more of a look at like Tyler Lancasters and and uh, those type of guys who are going to be depth players behind the starting defense tackles. They have like Bilal Nichols and uh, those type of players. So um, even with Jonathan Hankins as well, who's expected he's probably to be a starter uh, on this team. So with those guys coming back. Um, it made it very easy for Vernon Butler because he definitely was uh, disposable, especially he's the older player, probably an older version uh, of himself and not the same guy coming off his third, uh, going on to his third team. So um, you could definitely see that he didn't have it anymore. So, you know, you're my favorite person to stand next to at camp and I haven't seen you in a minute. I, I, <laughs> you had to get back here because yeah, yeah. something I want to break down with you is Patrick Graham's system and what you've seen so far from it through the first two games. What are you, what have you seen that has really kind of made it a, a spark to you or trigger that this is definitely going to have a different feel in the defense? Uh, just uh, it's more detailed. You can tell there's, there's a lot more, uh, details to it. There's a lot more movement. There's a lot more safeties, a lot more disguise, a lot, a lot of things like that that we're seeing early on that, you know, even in, even in the preseason, we're seeing the basic versions of it. We're seeing the basic disguises. We're not seeing the more complex ones that we might see in the season, but we are, we are seeing some of the, the blitzes that he likes to uh, deploy and a lot of the things like that, that really makes you excited when you're just looking at things schematically and you can see how hard they're playing too. And, and they're in the right spots. There's not a lot of mistakes that way. There's not a lot of, uh, mental errors we're seeing out there too. And that's from younger guys. And, you know, so when you expect to see that type of discipline from the older players that when they come back, like the Anthony Averitts and the Rocky Sins, and when you see Mullen coming back and, you know, that you expect that more of those veteran players to kind of do the same thing. And then, you know, see how he's using Jonathan Abram. They have three safeties out there with Harmon and Abram and, um, and Morick out there all at the same time. So, you know, there's a lot of, good things I'm seeing a lot of things that get you excited, especially with how they're using Jonathan Abram and the blitzing him. And, you know, he was able to get a pressure uh, this, this past game off a of blitz. So you like what Patrick Graham's doing and his ideas, you know, um, and his mind and just to see what he's doing in preseason makes me excited what they're going to do in the season. Right. I'm looking forward to seeing Abram as well in this defense. I think, you know, a lot of people have been hard on him because of what happens in coverage. But when he gets up there on the line, he's played pretty well, especially as a box safety, as we saw. So I think he's definitely utilizing his strengths. But when you think about those first three draft picks of that year in Abram and uh, Clee Farrell, as well as Josh Jacobs, Clee Farrell hasn't been on the field. What do you think that means? Is that mean like he, he's, probably nursing an injury, but if he doesn't come back, is it make him a non-factor on this team? Uh, it could. Uh, I don't know. It, it depends on how they like the other edge rushers, you know? I mean, Deshaun Bowers is having a good camp. I mean, it looks like he, he got a, he earned a podium. So uh, today, so he got to go to the podium and uh, he's, he's at, like I said, he's having a good camp. Yeah. He's, he has a chance to really make this team. And, and I really like what he's doing. And there's somebody that somebody that I thought was going to be a sleeper anyways, and we would, so when Cleveland Farrell goes down and he allows those guys to get more opportunity and he allowed, allowed them to show themselves to the coaches, especially when they have familiarity with him, like Josh McDaniels and those guys, they have a lot of familiar, uh, familiarity with him from him, them, him being in New England the past two seasons. So they know him, they know how he works, they know how he, how he fits in to what they want to do on defense. It, it you know, Cleveland Farrell is, is behind at this point, right? Mm-hmm. And you can see how Malcolm Kuntz is playing. Malcolm Kuntz is having a good camp, a mm-hmm. uh, good camp, and he's having a two good preseason games. He has two sacks in back-to-back games. So when you when you see that type of uh you know performance from those 
uh, guys that are behind Cleveland Farrell, you would say, going into camp and he getting injured. I mean, it does put him behind, but we'll see how they feel. I don't know. Roger Teamer was hurt. He came back in or, you know, Tyler Galicia got traded. So, right. <laughs> so you, know, you don't know how they feel about some of these players. Uh, we haven't seen Farrell on the field. So it'll be interesting to see when he's come back or, you know, if he's going to be part of what they want to do or if they decide to move him, that might be interesting. That could happen too. You never know. Yeah, the, the trade, I mean, it wasn't that shocking to me with Tyree Gillespie, but I wanted to break it down with you a little bit. Just what do you think were the areas that were really problematic that he just wasn't kind of developing in that led to the idea of trading him for this Raiders and this defense? I, I probably think they saw that he probably he didn't really fit in like in special teams. I mean, I think that was a problem for him last year. Didn't really play special teams. Uh, and, and, you know, you had Roger Teamer who's going to play special teams is it's, it's hard for him to even try to find a way onto this field. Um, and especially if they have Roger Teamer in front of him and they already got their four safeties, they got Harmon, they got Teamer, like how many safeties are you going to keep? Yeah. You know, cause then you can move guys around and have them play different positions and, you know, you might not have to keep that many safeties. So that's, I, I think it was a numbers game like that and kind of give him an opportunity to go somewhere and, uh, and get a chance to, you know, show his talent. Cause I don't think he's having a bad uh, camp or I don't think he's having a bad preseason either. Yeah. Uh, he, he was, he's, he was, you know, he didn't put out any bad reps or anything like, that, anything like that, but he maybe didn't put out anything like, you know, awesome either. Yeah. So, you know, it, it you know, he, he didn't really make his case, let's say, but you know, he might go to Tennessee and it might, you know, put, a, put a little fire in him. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. He was making some one handed catches, though, because he did have the um, left arm in a cast. So yeah. I remember seeing that and thinking, wow, I hope it works out for him in Tennessee <laughs> with that cast on and, <laughs> you know, uh, working through like he has been. And he's been, I mean, we're pushing with that thing on. So, I mean, best of luck to him. But right here, Marcus, let's take a quick break. When I come back, we're going to break down more here. I want to get into a little bit of what um, Marcus does. Tape tape breakdowns with tape don't lie and silver and black pride so stay tuned right here on the biggest nation takeaways edition locals know the stn sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in nevada they have convenient sign up locations across las vegas so download the stn sports app today Welcome back to the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. It's Heidi Fang here, and I'm joined with Marcus Johnson from Silver and Black Pride, as well as Tape Don't Lie. You got to check that show out with BD Williams if you haven't already on YouTube, because they do such a great job of taking the film, dissecting it, making it so anyone can understand the game and really know what's happening play by play tape reel by tape reel. People don't really have reels anymore, but I like to say it. So Marcus... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when, um, we were talking there a lot about the defensive side of the ball. I want to flip over to the running back room. We talked a little bit about the wide receivers, how crowded that might be in competition and all of that. I'm seeing the same thing with running backs. And I think this may be one of the hardest areas for them to cut down on the roster. What are your thoughts on who's really going to make their case to make this roster? I mean, usually teams only keep four running backs, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you, you if you're just doing a numbers game, I mean, you guys. I keep saying, can't we keep more? <laughs> I don't <laughs> With know. Everything, I mean, uh, the, everybody's so good; they've all leveled up. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, and, and you got uh, um, you got Johnson too, the fullback, mm-hmm. right? So there's gonna be he's gonna be part of the five, right? Mm-hmm. So 
you have Josh Jacobs, you have Zamir White. I, I mean, I guess Amir Abdullah, he didn't play in this. I don't know. Is he hurt? I don't I mean, no, I think know. it was just like they kind of saw enough out of Jacksonville and then they said, well, okay, go and ahead, it, Amir. So, right. And, and then Brandon <laughs> Bolin's not hurt either. So, none right. of those guys played, right? Yeah, so they've Amir been practicing. White. They've been practicing. So, it's kind of like, uh, well, that seems like that's the running back room, I guess. And then you you look at how some of the other guys are playing. I mean, they're playing pretty well. I mean, like um, Britton Brown, you know, you know, he has a couple times where I mean, he might have kind of got some more yards, but he had a good day and had six first downs, and he had a lot of yards out of contact. I think it was like thirty eight yards out of contact on PFF, right. something like that. So he had a really good day there. Um, and he, you know, um, Austin Walter, he looks he looks really good out there. So. It's going to be interesting what they kind of do with these, some of these running backs. Uh, Kenyon Drake is the one that I'm, I'm worried about. What are they going to do with Kenyon Drake? Because they really can't release him. And then he's such a, I mean, they can yeah. release him, but they just have to take the dead cap. I mean, if they It'd be a lot of dead him. cap money there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I mean, you, can you trade Kenyon Drake? I mean, that's that's kind of the thing. I mean, what do you trade him for? Do you just take him for some pennies, like a six-round pick or something at this point? Like, doesn't feel do right. Do? It doesn't feel right. <laughs> but I mean, but he played and Amir Adula didn't. So yeah. they basically play the same position. Yeah, I hear that. Is this going to be so hard to make the final cuts with especially like Zamir, Josh, Amir, Brandon, then there's Kenyon. And it's like Britain. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're all playing really well. And that's the hardest one for me. And of course, you mentioned Jakob Johnson. He's yeah. going to make this roster. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be one of the harder places to cut. Yeah. 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 And, cause, and then a player like Britton Brown, I mean, is he going to get picked up? Is he going to make the practice squad? You don't know. Mm-hmm. With players like that, I mean, he's going yeah. to put, put out some pretty good tape. You never know. So. Yeah. I have to wait out that if you, you know, put him out there and wait for him to clear waivers as you start to think too, about who's going to be putting up protection. That's been the big focus all off season. I think offensive line, we know that right tackle. If you had to pick today, who would be your right tackle for the Raiders? I had to pick today. Uh, I'll, I'll go the outside of the I would, I think, I don't think he looks bad enough where, I don't want to want him to get better, right? I okay. think he should he should take the chance to let him become an average tackle this year. I mean, if, if that what it means, you know, I think Colt Miller had the opportunity to get better, right? I mean, mm-hmm. even though he had the injury, and you know, a lot of people want to bring that up, and it was different. I understand that, but he still played all sixteen games with the injury. You know, Baker Mayfield was injured too, and you know, they, he got traded. So, <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right. Some, sometimes you know you can't use it always an excuse. If you're out there, you're playing, right? Mm-hmm. And um. You know, he got he had a chance to grow. And I think Alex Otherwood should get that chance if, if they want him to play there. I would play him at guard because I don't understand why we're moving him back at, at, at this point. If, if you feel like it's more of a project in your mind that you want to switch guys around with him at right tackle, I feel like you could you could just slid, slid him in at guard and mess around with that with some other guys. Because um, I, I feel like he was solid there. And I don't understand, you know, especially as a run blocker, mm-hmm. he can really work pretty well as a guard and I I, I think that's a, a a good spot for him that if you feel like you can't play right tackle I mean you could play him at guard and I you know I, I think he'd be better than Lester Cotton in my opinion at that, that position. So that'll be my thing with Leatherwood. I feel like they should be playing him at guard, but if I, if they want to pick a right tackle and he's good in that position, I think you should give him the chance and let him um work through it in my opinion. All right. So as far as the backup quarterbacks go, we're 
what has been your impressions between Nick Mullins and Jared Stidham and who might win out that job? Uh, it's probably going to be Nick Mullins. I yeah? think, I think, but we'll see. Uh, it's, it's, they got two more games left. I mean, for a backup quarterback job, I mean, they're going to play two more games. We're going to see how they, they finish this out. I think I would say Stidham won round one, round two went to Nick Mullins. We got round three and four coming up. I'll, I'll see how they, you know, fit in there. But I think Stidham played a lot worse than he did in game one. I mean, he still had some instances in game one where he wasn't seeing the field, but I think he came back to hurt him a little bit this time with a little bit more of a, a quarter zone. They're playing a lot of man-to-man. The Jacksonville was the first game, so he kind of had some better matchups he could just kind of exploit. But yeah. this time there's more zone. It was a little bit different for him, so he had to read the field a little bit more. It just wasn't as good, and then Nick Mullins was able to handle it better. So it, it's 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 uh, going to be these last two games. I mean, they're going to see what happens because that, that's going to go down to the wire, I think. Uh, that's not going to be something they're going to kind of um, gloss over. I think they're going to take that pretty serious and see what they can figure out. They're going to let these guys finish out. So as the tape that you've been able to see and you've looked over what has happened here out in the practice field, what has been your, I think, um, kind of surprise take or a big takeaway that you've really seen out of camp that you're like, okay, this has got a different feel to it for this year? I think just the the overall push for situational football. I think that's going to be huge for this year. And you can kind of tell how they look going into preseason. They look really like a really sound disciplined football team. And I think that's kind of the big takeaway I, I took from camp as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just also, you know, big takeaway I took from camp is a Derek Carr. You know, he looks just super legit. And I think that's uh, something that he doesn't look like he's confused by this offense at all. Right. Right. So, <laughs> so and, you know, you know, I, I talked about a little bit, he had a little bit of previous knowledge with the language. And I think that's kind of helping him out. Mm-hmm. I think that's something I, I, a big takeaway I'm taking away that I think this offense is going to be really explosive. And I think it's going to look a lot different than, you know, what the offensive line is putting out there right now. Cause I think Derek Carr is going to work it out. He, that that's something he does really well is get protections going. Um, I mean, cause he had that offensive line playing some pretty good games last year. And that wasn't a, I mean, he's basically the same guys and we're, we're really worried about what they're going to do. But I mean, he was working it out the much the you know the best he could last year, and you know they, they figured it out. So I think we're gonna get a little a little bit better coaching there from the offensive line. We're gonna get more chipping and help. But I think that's gonna be a, just a big year for this offense. That's that's what I really uh, took away from it too. And last thing, what do you want to see more of here as the Raiders take on Miami in their third preseason game? Uh, you know, I definitely want to see more of the running backs for sure. Definitely want to see more of that. Uh, I definitely, to be honest, I want to see more Chase Garbers. This is just my personal. Okay, opinion. I, just, I wanted uh, to see him too. I can't. Yeah. I can't lie. Kate <laughs> don't lie. Heidi don't lie. I yeah, had exactly. To, had to put exactly. it out there. <laughs> I want to see more Chase. I, I thought he has a couple of good drives. Um, so I, I, I re- honestly, I do want to see more of him, and honestly, see if he can get a, a, some run. Maybe, maybe the fourth game that they decide early on the backup job, they just gave him some runs, kind of see what he can do. But I'm interested in seeing him. And, you know, more of the defensive tackles, because I think the rookie ones, I think they're struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, I definitely want to see some more from them. So definitely looking forward to uh, checking them out. And then, you know, this, this, basically I'm just looking at the rookies right now and seeing yeah. how they can develop. This is the time. 
push the pace. Let's go. All right. So Miami game taking place, um, third preseason game for the Raiders. And Marcus, again, tell everybody where they could find you and what you got coming up next. Uh, so they can find me at, at the Mark John NFL on Twitter. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube, Tape Don't Lie. Go on there, subscribe. And we also go on there on uh, Silver Black Pride podcast. You can check out the podcast there too as well. Um, you know, this week, you know, we just put out a podcast yesterday. You know, I was breaking down the passing concepts and then BD was going over the run defense and Amik Robinson. So we just dropped that. And then, of course, we got all type of content. You join the membership as well. We got all types of uh, all the snaps on there of, of certain players and certain plays. So check that out. And uh, yeah, just, you know, follow me on Twitter. I, I get on some Twitter battles with people. Check it out. I don't know. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. And that preseason game again, Raiders at Dolphins on Saturday. So make sure to check that out, everybody, and keep up with all that we're doing on VegasNation.com. I love having Marcus on. We'll have to do it again soon. I realized it was a long time ago that yeah. I had you on this podcast, like March or something, when I started asking you about it. So I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Time to bring him back. Let's go. It's yeah. about to be regular season in a couple of weeks. So I'd love to have you back in season. Get your take on new things that we see. Maybe after the, as uh, we used to call them quarters, but now I don't know what to do in the 17th game, but get you in there. Yeah. Talk about it. <laughs> Again, uh, this has been the Takeaways podcast for Vegas Nation. And give me a follow at Heidi Fang. Check out all the work on VegasNation.com. And I will be back next week. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today.